and I remember like feeling like I was dizzy, and then I was like, <laughs> I need to go to the store clearly right now and go buy milk to make myself not feel dizzy, which is insane reasoning. Podbean.com, all spelled out, all one word, on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify. You can uh, follow us on Twitch, like us on Facebook. Uh, no, yeah, follow on Twitch, like us on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. I had to think about that for a second. And comment follow on like Pornhub. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> We're branching out into an all-new category. We're doing naked Let's Plays. Oh, God. <laughs> How many games can you play one-handed? <laughs> well, how many games can play well? <laughs> Probably Honey Pop, I imagine. Yeah. I'm sure anything in the Dead or Alive series will work. Oh, God. You didn't ask how many games I could win, just how many I could play. Play, yeah. <laughs> Grab hold of your joysticks, kids. I'm so glad. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up before I open up something that I don't want to open up. Amazing. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, God. Choose your fighter. As always, I, I am your host, Larry the Bearded Wonder. Joining me tonight is Josh the LeGrew. Hello. Dylan Drinky Pants. Hello. And Kathy running the board. Hello. I'm ready to go uh, hide, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're off to a roaring start. <laughs> oh, well, right you know, off the oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh. We got a man down. <laughs> got no, three no, minutes no, no, into no. the podcast, we got a man down. <laughs> That's okay. I, we're fine on the stream. It's not... You all... <laughs> so, just so our listeners know, and those who are viewing this live, I actually run two cameras. I can't run the same camera on uh, the how we record and on the uh, stream. So, you didn't see, but my other camera just all just fell down. Now they can't see me, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> That's all right. I keep the stream going in the background too, just so I can keep an eye on shit. <laughs> so, oh man. Okay. All right. So. Let's uh, let's kick this bitch off with. Oh my gosh! Video games. Uh, let's jump into uh... Dylan. What have you been playing? Golf Story, mostly Golf Story. Yes. Uh, I actually beat it yet last night. Uh, after I got done with my homework, I was like, I'm gonna chill, play some Golf Story. That game is 
so fucking good. Um, it's just it's a perfect blend of RPG and and golf. Like you just don't see that, and I love it. Um, I love the humor in that game. Uh, you know, the ending was a little bit softer than I wanted it to be, just because like I wanted to get revenge on my bitch ex-wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but you know, whatever I want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, put a yeah. Tighter back nine. <laughs> but whatever, it was it was solid. Um, you know, and I've been I'm starting to dig a little bit deeper into Valkyria Chronicles Four. Um, I'm really enjoying that game. I really like the art style, the like flow of it. I like that like strategy mixed with like you know turn-based mechanics um you're playing that on switch too yeah yeah i picked it up on it was on sale on switch for 30 bucks right i uh i bought it on g2a first for pc and then the fucker didn't send me my code so i like got that refunded and you know went and the risk you take yeah i went to go see if i could get it on switch and it was cheaper on switch and i was like well fuck i mean i'm pretty sure that something like 50 percent of the sales are on switch yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, that's been pretty fun, um, yeah, that, oh, and I've been playing D&D, but, I mean, that's not a video game, I don't know if that counts, but... <laughs> I mean, there are D&D video games. Yes, but I've been playing the tabletop, uh, D&D version via Roll20, so, uh, which has been pretty fun, uh... So, Dylan, you and I gotta talk later, because, uh, last year... Um, I, I got involved briefly in a in a D and D game that unfortunately, just due to time constraints, didn't end up panning out. But uh, I got a friend of mine that uh, is part of a, a fairly reasonably well known D and D podcast. I told him because just all the terrible jokes and puns that were flying. I said, "Dude, me, you, we need to run like a weekly two like 120 second podcast." about D&D jokes and puns, and we're going to call it Little Gnome Facts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. I like so it, that, yeah. that idea is still available. Hit me up later. We'll talk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I love D&D. I've been playing it for a couple of years now. Um, I played way back in the day, like 3.5 um, edition, like a long time ago, and I barely scratched the surface of it, and then... Uh, I don't know, I just wanted to start playing it again, so like I just pushed to, to find a way to play it, and I've been playing on Roll20, and I've been enjoying that. Now I'm GMing on it, which is a fucking nightmare, uh, because I'm just so used to doing it via tabletop that like, finding the resources, and then you gotta pay for shit, it's just, ugh, I don't like GMing on it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if I actually spent the time to learn it, I would probably enjoy it better, but I'm just like, I don't have time, I got a thousand other things going on, but it's it's still fun, you know? Uh, so, there's that. That's what I've been doing, like Golf Story. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Fuck yeah, Golf Story. And I, I want to bring up, because you and I, we, we talked about this in chat a little bit, um, because uh, we, we keep a, a chat going between the five of us uh, throughout the week as well. Um, that game has probably one of the most cr- wonderfully creative uses of the HD Rumble on Switch ever. Um, it, it actually plays off of uh, an idea that was uh, originally showcased, if I remember correctly, with the Steam controller. 
um, because the the Steam controller uh, did something similar where Piece it's got like the. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's not. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a piece of shit. The half to but Well, yeah, the the big discs that yeah. you know on the face there that you can use, you know, or that you use is like thumbsticks basically. Um, those also double as uh, speakers. And Golf Story does the same thing with the HD Rumble motors and the uh, Joy Cons, where when you hit the ball in the water. Uh, they use the motors to make little sound effects like and it's super subtle and just low key but the fact that they did it and it's there is one of those stupid little things that brings me the greatest joy in the world yeah the sound design of that game alone is fucking excellent you know it's the musical score is good uh the you know sound effects like of the actual game it's just I don't know, it, it like brings me back to playing like old style golf games uh, when I was a kid, you know, except for in not 8-bit sound. <laughs> yeah. Golf Story, and, and again, Eddie and I have had this discussion uh, last year, um, a, a while back, but Golf Story is hands down the second greatest golf game of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Dylan, if you come over and visit sometime, I will loan you my copy of the greatest golf game ever. Which is... True Swing Golf on the original DS. I, I will have to try that, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I, I mean, honestly, I, I highly recommend just buy yourself a copy. It's awesome, but if you're not certain, come by and borrow my copy. I will loan it to you. It's amazing. Uh, 3DS is backwards compatible with DS games, correct? Yes. fucking lootly. Yep. Yeah. So, That's yeah. why I told you I would loan it to you, because I knew you could play it. So, Dope. But yeah. Um, Kathy, what the fuck have you been playing? Fortnite. <laughs> Do I get to talk, or are y'all just gonna talk for me tonight? I'm sorry. I'll no, be you're quiet. Not. No, you're not. Hey, Don't it wasn't me. me. I'm not the one that piped up on that. Did I make the accusation to you? Will you stop it? Oh my gosh. So yes, yeah, Fortnite. I feel so accused. I'm ready to turn off my mic and get the hell out of here. <laughs> now, for any of I'm our told, listeners, I'm told, I'm totally lost. We just victimize Kathy here. She pulls it out as good as the rest of us, especially no, I don't. in chat. Just not publicly. No. Just not yeah, publicly. Exactly. No, 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 no. Just see? make sure she hits us where nobody can see the bruises. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to school tomorrow, you tell your teachers you fell. <laughs> Ran into a doorknob. No, you got hit with the baseball. Yeah. No. Uh. No, I don't know what they're talking about, everyone. I am the most sweet, innocent person. I am really the victim. I have to deal with four guys. Please. Have Again, you can check this all out on our new Pornhub channel. <laughs> Kathy dealing with four guys. <laughs> Holy shit, she straight fell out of the chair. <laughs> She might be gone this time. <laughs> it's over. And then there was just four guys. Yeah. <laughs> the it's sequel. Not. It's okay. Uh, just go to Josh. <laughs> Don't worry, Kathy. We'll uh, we'll come back to you. We'll what the hell have you been playing? <laughs> okay, so um. 
I have been not playing that much. I just yeah. played, uh, jeez, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> playing a lot of VR. So I've been playing Farpoint. I played that a little bit more. Um, played some more Astrobot. I also, jeez, um, I am I am out of it already. Okay, well, so I can just, nope, just the chair moving. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I've been, bo- I've been, uh... <laughs> so yeah, like I said, not too much this week. Just uh, some more Farpoint for the VR, for Astrobot for VR, and I just finished up a little bit of Red Dead. Um, just some, just little things I wanted to finish up on it. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Just some of the nitpicky quest shit. Yeah, I mean, I got all the quests out of the way. I'm not going to do any of the hunting stuff, just because for me, that's I'm just not there with it. Right. Oh man, that's like the best part to me. Yeah, I know, I just can't get into it. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to let it go for a while. I honestly thought about getting into the online to see if it's any good, because I haven't You're even not. tried it yet. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do so it. I just figured Don't I'll just it. wait till it comes out of beta, whenever that's going to be. Yeah. So I just leave that for a while. The the online mode's a fucking nightmare in that game. Like, I just want to play the game with my friends, and, like, you spawn in, and, like, you're just automatically getting murdered instantaneously. Like, I spawned right, in. Right, a lot of griefing on there right Yeah, now. The, the first thing that happened, like, I literally spawned into the world. And, like, this dude was standing next to me. Like, I was like, oh, cool. And, he, like, a guy spawned in, and he just, like, looks at me, and then he blew my head off. I was like, I was like, cool, cool. Cool, and he spawned so close to the same guy over and over and over and over nice. again. And then it just becomes this back and forth of trying to murder each other. I did buy a new game for my Xbox. I bought Late Shift. I don't know if you guys have played that or not. Oh, I'm it's actually full, not familiar. It's, that, it's a full-motion video game. Like, kind of a throwback to like 1995 okay okay um and it's like a movie and you play it and you have different choices kind of like a choose your own adventure a little bit yeah it's pretty good it was only like six bucks huh it's only six bucks for a few few more days it's kind of fun okay i might pick it up I, I, i started yeah i started i started playing that i played like one playthrough of it and I actually kind of just made the decision. I think I'm gonna go play it again just to get more achievements. So I, I'm trying to do that now. So what's what's the story behind it? I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> it's like a guy. It starts off kind of like you're a guy in like a parking like you're a parking garage attendant, and then another guy comes up to you, talks to you, and there's like a incident that happens, like a. Like it's not really a murder, but it is. You know, it, it, it then it, it branches. Yeah, I know it's weird. It branches it, off. It, it, it's kind of a half murder here. Well, it branches off into different. We only choices. killed his left half. That's called yeah. a stroke. It branches off into different choices. So like, you can choose to like ignore things or to like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on there? And then you could die right away, and then you have to start over again. So it's kind of like interesting how if you like play along with the story. You actually advanced the story. It, it it really is a throwback. It's a, I believe it's it, it was like a made in. It's a game made in England. It's a British game, but I don't know. It's pretty cool. I haven't really gotten that into it yet, but I've been playing it a little bit. So, 
Okay. It's fun. Right on. And Kathy, what have you been playing? So yes, I have been playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> no surprise there, but um, we're getting to the end of the season. We've only got about four more weeks left um, until season eight. So they brought back some new items. They and they're getting ready for the next season because they are starting to um, do some in-game events that are taking that are just starting to take place. But that you know, it's just the same old stuff. Different days. They came up with an update this week. They brought revolvers back, but now they have scopes on them. So that's I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> and then um, I've also I went back and played Hollow Knight which is what I really want to talk about because I found the hive. Nice. Isn't it pretty? It is very pretty, yes. And I agree with you on the uh, stained glass, uh, the stained glass honeycomb Oh, the honeycombs, yeah. Um, so, yes, I found the hive. Uh, I found the flower quest, and I don't know what you guys are complaining about. Really, that didn't, that wasn't that difficult. I'm sorry, that was actually very easy. Um, I would have completed it in two tries, but I forgot where the uh, grave was. But um, and I thought it was in an area I hadn't explored, and I hit a thorn. But three tries and I had it, so that was nothing. Yeah. You guys, I don't know what you're talking about. We just suck. That's you all. do. Well, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Don't say what you really want to say because you want to still have everybody have sympathy for That's you. That's just Josh <laughs> just reading off the back of the sequel, just four guys. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, you guys can't see it, but I'm watching on the on the stream, and she's literally gotten up and left. She's gone. <laughs> yep, I saw that too. Oh, Jesus! At least we're still streaming. We are. <laughs> and to be fair, that, that one wasn't even aimed at her. At I know. Time. She's literally not even in that joke. Oh, God. Alright, we're going to come back to Kathy again um, when she uh, re rejoins us. <laughs> um, so, and I, I feel bad because Kathy wanted to know this part because I actually got to play fucking video games this week. Ah! So, uh, I'll jump into a little bit of what I've been playing. Um, uh, I'm going to hit the usual here. I've been piddling with uh, Dead Cells because, again, it's it's always just a go-to, uh, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about in the uh, back half at the news desk because uh, we, we did have a story crop up about Dead Cells, actually. Um, not a big one, just one that's worth mentioning. Uh, what else did I play? Um, I've, I've been slowly working my way through more of uh, World of Light and Smash Brothers, and I emphasize the word slowly, because while I like Smash Brothers, I am not good at fucking fighting games. And... This is part of my issue with Smash Brothers as it's gone on, especially with Ultimate at this point, is... They've spent so much time fine-tuning it into this, you know, super detailed, nailed-down fucking fighter 
and away from just being like button mashy fun yeah. like it was on the 64 right then as the series has gone on i've gotten worse at it <laughs> yeah exactly um and I, I will totally own that it doesn't mean i don't like to play smash it just means that i have literally gotten worse at that game as that game has gotten more fine-tuned um but i i've picked up one or two fighters it's just it 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 really is a slog, but the completionist in me really wants to get every soul, um, just to say I did it. Um, but I I also uh, picked up and well, I didn't pick up. I picked them up months ago um, on PC. I actually I sat down and did a little PC gaming this past week, even though I didn't get to stream today which was on my agenda, but I'm aiming for for tomorrow. So anybody catching us on the live stream, look forward to that tomorrow. And anybody that's listening to this on uh, Podbean or Spotify or Google or iTunes or anywhere else, um, it'll have happened yesterday, but you can check it out uh, in the archives on our Twitch channel. And uh, once I am all the way through Buried in Time, this uh, all the playthrough videos will get uploaded to our shiny YouTube channel. Fuck! That's the one I missed at the beginning. Damn it! <laughs> God It's okay. Damn it. It's not that good. No, wait. but we've got lots of content there. I know. We're just know. working on getting it organized. So, um, but in any case, uh, where was I going with it? But yeah, so I played some PC stuff, and uh, we, um, I, I played, uh, Zero North, Zero West. And I, I picked it up a while back on a recommendation from uh, Corey over at uh, NGR um, back when we were all uh, hooked together. And uh, it's it's not what I expected. Okay. And I'm not sure I'm nuts about it. Like, I had this thing kind of mentally pictured in my head, and instead, it's... Uh, it bills itself as a relaxing, psychedelic, meditative game. Uh, you know what? I, I, I need I need the, the Steam description of this, because Jesus. What's the game? Um, zero North, Zero West is how it's pronounced. Specifically, it's like zero degrees north, zero degrees west. Right. Um, and it's it's this weird fucking first-person game where <laughs> it, it opens with this bizarre uh, FMV video uh, and it just dumps you on a street somewhere in the middle of this little podunk fucking town and the only thing that's open and they make it painfully obvious hey we want you to go to this thing because everything else is just like black and white and gray here's this looks like a movie theater storefront basically all lit up in fucking neon that says zero north zero west so you wander okay. in and you wander into this hall full of fucking doors nothing is explained it's just I'm like a clue, maybe? Is am I missing? I I don't fucking know. But so I want I start wandering around and I I can't say for certain if the game is broken or not because I've hit points where I'm I think I fell through the fucking floor 
but I'm not sure because everything is literally just a color shifting psycho like psychedelic trippy mess of just LSD vomit all over my screen and uh, I mean don't get me wrong I mean if I closed my eyes and just listened to it it's really kind of mellow and chill but looking at it fucking hurts my head like Lisa Frank just vomited on my monitor yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This looks like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like sounds, it sounds good in principle. In execution, it just fell to shit. I feel like it'd be a good VR game. I knew. No, 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 no. I would. I. Uh, that, that. There's no way that ends well in VR for anybody. <laughs> Josh, you look it up and tell me if you wouldn't start vomiting instantly. Oh, I'm sure I would. Yeah. But, um, but that was not the end. Won of a lot of awards. Yeah, and I don't understand how. Like, like somebody Yono. else play this and tell me it's what like I'm Yono. Doing. No, no. Yeah, like half half the people more than Yono half the at least love it. works. Don't get me wrong, I don't think Yono is great, but Yono at least isn't broken. Right. Yono just didn't deliver, at least as far as I'm concerned. So, um, anyways. I love the Steve reviews. <laughs> this guy's like, as a game, it's dreadful, but as a meditative artistic experience, it's even worse. <laughs> it is rare that I would ever describe something should be entirely avoided, but this is one of them. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Steam, man. I, I, that's one thing that Epic ha doesn't have yet, is, like, the reviews. Well, yeah, of course. Now, uh, I, I gotta have my reviews, man. I gotta nothing like the comments section on the internet exactly exactly i dude i mean even on pornhub yeah you know, uh-huh comment section even the pornhub thumbs up has... or thumbs down is the best one for me the <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell all right sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no it's okay the 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 reviews in the comment section is always worth it um but in any case uh, I also, uh, that, that was not the end of my PC gaming adventures. Uh, I also jumped into uh, HackNet that I uh, I think I got for free at some point, or super cheap, a while back, and it, it piqued my interest. Um, and I, I want to say it's a good game, but the problem is, is I don't think I am the right person qualified to speak to it. Um... I am... I'm computer literate. I'm... I used to be, back in the day, reasonably tech-savvy. The world has moved on, and <laughs> I have not entirely <laughs> kept up with it. I can usually muddle my way through most things. Um, as I explained to Josh, uh, as we were talking about some stuff in regards to the show, back before he joined us, actually, um... I, I told him, I'm like, because he was talking to me about just, you know, the, the quality on the editing and everything else. I said, you know, and he, he threw me a compliment on it. And it's not to brag or boast. It's just to put in perspective, uh, to, to set context for the story here. I told him, like, 
That's really flattering considering I basically self-taught myself audacity just by beating my head on the keyboard until something worked. So that's kind of the extent anymore of how I managed to figure out anything technology related is just, you know, slam my hands on, on the keyboard and hope that something happens type deal um, and pray that it's not a blue screen. Uh, <laughs> but Hacknet kind of leans into the, the idea of being a hacker. And I, I don't mean like watchdogs, you know, you're a hacker. No, I mean like you will type in command prompts and shit to try and like wander your way through a network type deal with minimal visual representation. I mean, it's interesting in, in concept and in principle. And honestly, I think if I had the... Uh, Maybe it's just not fun. No, I, I, I actually enjoyed my little bit of time with it. That's the thing. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's not fun. I actually enjoyed it. I'm like, this is fucking neat. My problem is, is I don't think I have the attention span to deal with something like that anymore. It's not that it's not fun or interesting. It's just that I don't think it fits my attention span anymore, which I will freely admit has greatly dwindled over the years. Um, it's why I play a lot of things that I can do in just kind of bite-sized pieces. Um, you know, uh, again, Dead Cells comes to mind for the very simple fact that I can pick it up, play it for 30 minutes to an hour, and put it back down again and be done. Um, right. You know, it's there's got to be something with a seriously monumentally interesting hook to it to really grab me in any sort of long form. Um and I, is it should come as no surprise to anyone. Uh, you know, most games inside the Metroidvania genre tend to hit that itch for me. Um, you know, Hollow Knight being the last big one for me this past year. Though I will say earlier this year, um, I, I did spend a literal day, just sat down front to back, played through Mummy Demastered, which is uh, an absolute fucking gem of a game that I don't think has been talked about nearly enough. I know it got some love, but it really deserves a lot fucking more love. Uh, it's it's solidly awesome. Um, and if I remember right, that's WayForward that did that too, because WayForward pretty much does everything fucking awesome. Um, or everything they touch turns to awesome, as a general rule. Um, but... Uh, I also, uh, I, I got into a couple things on my Switch, aside from uh, being terrible at Smash Brothers. Um, I, I played a little bit of uh, Framed, which is, uh, or the Framed Collection, which is this nifty little puzzle game. Um, and I, I genuinely actually recommend it. Um, I, I had a ton of fun with it. You... It doesn't give you a lot of. It doesn't give you any verbal story, no text, no dialogue. Uh, it, it tells its story by way of just animated sequences that take place over multiple panels of like a comic strip type deal. And uh, you're at least the part that I've played so far. You're playing this guy that's uh, running away uh, from the from what looks like the scene of a crime and trying to avoid police and. Uh, jumping uh, across rooftops and shit and the the mechanic here is that it will put up a series of like anywhere from like uh, 
three or four to like six frames and each frame has a you know a different little scene of building or something in it and you can hit the play button and you can watch your guy run from one frame to the next and then you kind of have to figure out based on what happens when he's in that frame um because eventually the way they set it up he won't make it through the whole uh the whole page something okay. happened and you've got to start moving frames around to be able to get him around whatever's blocking him be it like a police officer or like a, a broken ledge on a building that he's uh scaling around something like that and it's it's really fucking clever it's one of those things that it's it's a little weird to try and describe verbally, but when you play it visually, it so makes fucking sense because you're you're kind of having to anticipate what might happen in this frame before you can see it happen in motion to kind of go, okay, I'm betting if uh, if he comes into this frame here. He's going to run into a problem there, so if I move this frame around so he instead enters the frame on the top ledge instead of the bottom ledge, then he'll be able to make it around this obstacle and get, uh, you know, get from the beginning of the page to the end of the page. And it's it's really clever. It's super simple. Um, and it, it, I love the way it makes your brain think slightly abstract. It's not so obtuse as to be obnoxious, and it's not punishing by any means. So, like, when you don't get it right, it literally just resets, and you just shuffle a couple panels around again, and hit play again, and see what happens until you eventually get it right. Worst case scenario, you can literally brute force your way through any puzzle. Nothing is, you know, undoable. It's just, it feels really great when you logic your way through it, and you get it right like that was really simple but fuck me i feel smart for that <laughs> it's it's a it's a feel good puzzle game in the weirdest way um and it's not that expensive and when you get the framed collection you're getting two games uh in one because there's framed one and frame two that you get together for a single price and i i believe i remember it being fairly cheap when i bought it uh on the uh, e-shop um i also dug into for the very first time uh grim fandango on my switch nice. um, and i it's one of the lucas arts games that i missed as a child uh as much as i love my pc point and click adventure games grim fandango was one that i never got to play as a kid um i didn't get real deep into it i love the voice acting um some of the camera stuff needs uh, could have used some work um, I think that's just a, kind of the you know game of it, the time. It is, it is, yeah. but it doesn't make it any less frustrating in the. No, net. I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm having to try and put myself back into the mentality of weird abstract right. thinking for puzzle solutions. Right. Which is one of the reasons I actually really appreciate Thimbleweed Park on Switch. Um, the the hard copy in particular uh, from Limited Run Games that came with the manual. The manual had something absolutely just special in it and precious. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to get it out here. So bear with me one second. 
because I want to read it verbatim to you because it's it's one of the things that makes me truly love Thimbleweed Park and the designers for what they did for it. Um, let me, where are you? Where are you? There you are. Thimbleweed Park. Get it out of my big fat stack of Switch games. Um, and in case you're, you, anybody thinks I'm kidding, I do mean big fat stack of Switch games. <laughs> so, and that's just my regular standard editions. Um, so, in the manual, we go to the back here. There is a, a hints, I believe it's a hints section. Yeah, a few helpful hints. Um, let's see. Or no, specifically, our game design philosophy. They put it on here, and I, I love this fact. Um, uh, and this is something that anybody that does adventure games anymore should take to heart. And I wish these guys could go back in time and share this philosophy with everyone that ever made an adventure puzzle game. Because this should be like the holy fucking Bible. The, the stone tablets and ten commandments. Um, we follow Gilbert's rules for making adventure games. End objective needs to be clear. Sub goals need to be obvious. Live and learn. No backwards puzzles. Allow players to go back to pick up items they need now. Real time is bad drama. Puzzles should advance the story. Incremental reward. No arbitrary puzzles. Reward player intent. Don't have unconnected events and give the player options. That's fucking perfect. Anybody, anybody that is listening, for the love of God, if you have any intent of ever making a puzzle adventure game, abide by those rules. Write them down and, like, staple them to your forehead. Everyone should abide. That, that should be law when it comes to game design theory for, for puzzle adventure games. And uh, even uh, even some of my favorites, like the Journeyman Project series, uh, doesn't even necessarily abide by all those. And uh, Kathy's learning some of that as she's uh, helping me with the uh, streaming of Journeyman Project 2 Buried in Time. Um, you know, we, we ran into some... Uh, uh, some abstract issues in our first stream of that because just something was happening that didn't make a lot of sense. It's like, how the fuck am I being punished for this? It says, it says I have air and I walk into a room and it goes, you died of lack of oxygen. <laughs> you just told me I had 80% oxygen left. This is fucking horseshit. So I had to kind of beat around and like think game designer logic instead, which, you know, the, the guys that, that did Thimbleweed, uh, you know, have obviously gone to great lengths to say, you shouldn't have to think like a game designer. You should be able to think like the player, and it should make sense in that context. Um, and uh, again, Grim Fandango is, uh, again, just uh, a victim of the times where that's the kind of thing that's just going to fucking come with the territory. So it's one of those that I, I want to play through it. I want the story, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get really pissed off at some of the puzzle logic 
and the game design logic, and I use the term logic loosely here. Um, and I will probably end up looking up a walkthrough for the puzzles just so I can play through it and enjoy the story and the voice acting and everything. Because all that has been brought up to snuff beautifully. Like the voice acting, the audio sounds beautifully crisp and clear, which is one of those things that for as old as that game is, holds up tremendously well. And I suspect as part of being a remastered game that they've done some considerable touch-up work on that to make that sound good uh, still to this day. So, um, but that's, that's what I've been playing. And unfortunately, Kathy missed most of it because I was really excited to talk to you because I'd been playing games this week. So. Well, I apologize. I had to go uh, douse myself with cold water to get all that <laughs> mental image out of my head for you. So that, that's why I ran off <laughs> because it was just one of those like, Damn it. Mental things. Oh, I told you, my mind is not in the gutter. It's in the sewer. So you just, yeah. I I needed to go and regroup before I just totally, you know. Uh, One of those special nights. (laughs) It's one of those nights where I I wish I was drinking because this would be even better. Right. Oh, no, don't worry. I was listening to everything you said on the uh, my the podcast actual show. So, okay. yeah. So you, you did get to hear the shit that I've actually been playing. Yes, and I was listening okay. while I was trying to. That, that way I could get everything. Like I said, had to. Because like I said, to, I was excited to tell you because I, I teased it. Because like yes, I said, I, like, I, I played actual fucking games this week. Yeah, and then you, you guys blew it by, you know... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, everybody, they treat me like this. It's so so horrible. Uh, we don't treat you any worse than we treat ourselves. So Probably better. Probably better than we treat ourselves. This is true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Lord knows I abuse myself daily. <laughs> <laughs> Really, uh, <sighs> really physically demanding again. to myself. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, I, right. I, I had to step away before I went too far because <laughs> I, I could have got a lot worse, <laughs> and it was so hard not to. <laughs> we we encourage that actually. That's the problem. <clears throat> again, I'm I'm I, I, part I, of the charm oh. of our show. Yeah, but I also promote this on my channel, and, you know, I try to keep things a little bit more PG, and, you know, I... Well, that's why this is on our channel, and I... I know, I know, I know, (laughs) jeez. But I have a reputation to protect. I'm seen as, you know, family-friendly. You know, I don't think Pornhub is very family friendly. Well, never mind. Well, I was about to say, I mean, there's a whole category for family friendliness. (laughs) Never mind! (laughs) A little too Uh, friendly. There I walked into that door! (laughs) God damn. Are you an only child? (laughs) Me? Me? God. Speaking of, uh, I'll share this, I'll share this little, uh, nugget with you guys and then we'll uh, we'll break for a minute um, I have a dear dear friend of mine uh, his name is 
No, I'll throw, I, I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. His name is Duke. He uh, he's he's done some of my tattoo work for me. He does very good work, actually, uh, for what it's worth. Dylan, you've seen it. The yes. the big pieces on my back. Uh, that's that's this guy. Um, the Optimus so, Prime, that one. I'm gonna punch you in the head for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you saw that fucking post today too. <laughs> It is a very nice tattoo, yes. But of Optimus Prime. <laughs> Duke, Duke has done both of my back pieces for me. He, he's probably got about thirty-eight plus hours worth of work on my back. Um, but in any case, Duke is a. Um, let's just say he's a very unique individual. Uh, I, I mention this because one of Duke's favorite pickup lines has always been. Do you have daddy issues or am I wasting my time? <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. As, as to, God damn. To, to make this even, uh, to put this in even more uh, perspective, Duke, before you get to know Duke, to look at him, he is one of the most terrifying individuals you will ever come face to face with. Duke is like bald headed, baby face, ginger bearded, built like a tank, six foot, like three, six foot four, just massive beast of a man, like solid two inch gauged out ears, just like, he looks like he'll fucking eat you for a snack. And uh, I, I love Duke to death. He's literally one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. Like you'll walk into his shop and he'll walk right up to you big and imposing, looked out at you go, hi guy. <laughs> He's one of the most adorable, gentle souls you'll ever meet, but to look at him, you're like, please don't eat me. So, but uh, in, in any case, Kathy, was there anything that you've been playing that you wanted to get back to that we kind of inadvertently cut out? It, it, really it doesn't matter at this point. I'm telling you yes, right it now, does. it just doesn't matter. Yes, I am so done. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh God. I mean, yes, I did. I had, I have a whole list of things, but just no. Me. I know. I want to know. No. Uh, yes, I, I don't do. even think I can go there anymore. Uh, <sighs> come I'm on, so give flustered. a shot. You, you, you got you. You flustered me so much that I'm just. <laughs> I'm done. I'm so flustered. Bring it that home. I'm, Bring it home. Bring it home. Come on. Oh, there's nothing really. I mean, I said it. Fortnite, Hollow Knight. There you go. All right, all right. I mean, I did stuff in Hollow Knight, but yeah. So, all right. Well, in that case, that uh, that means this is a perfectly good time for us to say break. Hello, everybody. It's your boy Eddie V here again with another Yoshi Yak. Hopefully, everybody's having a great week. A great weekend whenever you're hearing this episode. Um, once again, sorry guys, I'm not able to be on the episode due to me being at work. Um, it's going to kind of be like that for a while, but I hope to deliver you guys great excitement with these Yoshi Yaks that you guys are enjoying them. Um, so let Larry and the team know if, if you guys like them or not. You know, I do appreciate it though if you guys do 
like them. And if not, like I said, let us know. And I'll see what else I could do to contribute to World One One Podcast. But um, I'm going to actually get into what I've been up to. And then um, talk about what's wrong with third party. And that's going to be a very interesting topic, seeing that it's only January. Um, and there's a lot that has happened. So uh, I'm going to start with my PlayStation 4. Um, been playing uh, Nino Kuni 2 and Secret of Mana uh, remake. Started up those two games and working on them. Really enjoying Nino Kuni 2. I really like the art style. Um, kind of love the. Uh, the battle system, you know, it's got it's my style of battle system where it's literally like uh action RPG that you actually go and fight. So that and Zelda two kind of not Zelda two, uh that and Secret of Manda kind of have that relationship that it's an action RPG and just definitely enjoying them. Can't wait to get more into the game um and through the story. But I I'm really am enjoying it. I it's been one of the games for PlayStation Four that I've been wanting for a while. Um and then a sale came up at Target, so I picked it up. Also, I got Dragon Quest Eleven, but haven't started that yet on uh, PlayStation 4, but we'll be diving into that real soon. I'm going to be putting a lot of work in, because I got Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 coming uh, in a couple of weeks. So, can't ready to get ready um, for those guys. I'm going to be like in kind of like a little bit of RPG heaven uh, with Resident Evil thrown <laughs> uh, in. Uh, but, uh, Resident Evil 2, I should say, I'm doing for Xbox. And, uh, of course, Kingdom Hearts, I'm doing for PlayStation 4. Um, cause I started a whole series, of course, on Sony. So I'm going to be staying there for the May 3, uh, May 3 games. Uh, also play, uh, Telsa versus Lovecraft. Um, had, having a little bit of fun with that. Um, getting through that game. I'm really enjoying it. Nice top down. Um, Geometry War kind of stylish twin stick shooter. It's not really twin stick in a sense. It's more that, uh, you do kind of move around. You do aim, but you press like a button, like R2 to shoot. So it's like you're doing three combinations uh, instead of just holding the left analog stick to move and then the right stick to shoot. So, um, been playing that. Uh, jumping from my Xbox, uh, to my Xbox One. Uh, started up the division again. Um, the first one. They just showed the new trailer and it looks pretty dope. And it's kind of seeing that they're moving away from the first one story wise and kind of setting a new tone for it. And I was thinking about, man, it feels kind of ghost, ghost recon wildness, but it's not. And I think it was because of the art style that I was looking at. This one is more colorful. Um, and how the lighting and stuff affects the world um and plus this one taking place like in washington dc where it's kind of you kind of see the results of what's going on from the first one so uh after six months so it's, it's probably that um that color palette that that got me i'm just like hmm, okay interesting of course it's a game that i am going to be getting on playstation one on the playstation one sorry xbox one so can't wait more for that um also started up destiny um the first one uh me and my good friend cory we're going to be playing through that um kind of revisiting uh this game uh because 
I went into Destiny 1 having very low expectations or, you know, that it wasn't going to blow my mind or anything. And it it was good for what it was, but don't didn't know what the story was. I kind of feel like the missions were washing machines that's rinse, uh, um, is, uh, wash, rinse, repeat, um, you know, even the dry, like the dry cycle and just, you keep doing it. The same thing. And it was just like Bungie, which is going to be part of the Yoshi Yak portion of it. Bungie and Activision, you know, people were happy for this, uh, this deal, but it didn't work out. And I kind of see what, what affected um destiny one because like i said the shooting was fine could have been better um the missions they could have been better uh some some variety uh added to it but i'm just like when they came to the melee combat in that game it's really good like bungie surprised me that they could do melee combat and i would love to see them do maybe a, a action game um uh, it could be stylish action if they want to, but I could see them doing like an action game. Uh, that's really fun to play, like a small little action game. We could see Bunchy doing that. But yeah, that's uh what I've been kind of playing on Xbox. Uh, also tried up Cube Two, uh, for it. Um, and this is like a puzzle game that you use different cubes to get through this test area of levels. So it's kind of like a portal, but. Uh, it doesn't use portals to get through. It just use cubes. So it's like a puzzle-based game in that sense. So I played that. But that's pretty much what I have played for Xbox. Um, for Nintendo Switch, I played Fire Emblem Warriors. Getting more into that. I uh, played Fighters History. Uh, I tried. <laughs> I, I had to play with the Pro Controller. I tried playing it with the Joy-Cons, and it did not work well out for me. So I'm going to try with the Pro Controller um, and see how it goes. Um, I also got the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. I know I talked about that. Played a little bit more of that on there. Of course, playing, still playing Smash. Enjoying some of that. Uh, was going to drop it to Ikaruga, but uh just decided, nah, I'm good for right now. I think I kind of got my uh, my fix for it. Um, but uh, there are going to be some more Switch games that I'll be talking about next episode that I'm that I'm be playing and working out on. Cause there's some that I still got packaged. Oh, Mega Man 11. I'm sorry, I actually started that and really enjoying that game. Uh, right now I'm playing it on easy. Uh, just to see if I could learn the boss, uh, learn the boss, uh, uh, strategy. Uh, if not, uh, I'll just play it on normal and see what really affects it and stuff. But let's just play it on easy just to have fun, just to enjoy it and stuff. Ooh, sorry about that, everybody. So, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing, uh, what I've been up to with my games. I'm going to probably, once again, I still got to write this stuff down, but I'll have more to talk about next episode. Um, cause hopefully by the time, uh, next episode run around, I'll have Hellblade, uh, Surrender Sacrifice done for Xbox. And, um, I'll be talking about that, uh, cause I have some plans and stuff for that. Now, to get to my Yoshiak portion of this, and this one hopefully won't be too long for you guys, but, um, uh, the reason why I titled this one or and claimed it, uh, what's wrong with third party is that it's only January and we have had major news come to, uh, 
out of the it has come to my attention that this shouldn't be happening in the beginning of the year of video games okay so uh i pulled up some stories and i'm just going to read the title i won't really go fully into detail because people pretty much know what's going on uh bungie splits with activision and takes over destiny publishing uh you know riot games are changing their uh their value uh and stuff unity and the probable have public argument and probable teams of an epic to encourage developers away from unity uh, former gearbox lawyer accused the studio and randy pitchford of financial uh malfeasance uh which he has denied and this one i have to read first for you guys so uh way calendar gearbox's former in-house lawyer have have been with the Borderland developer since 2011 through most of 2018. After Calendar left the company, Gearbox filed suit against the former employee for fraud and breach of uh, fiduciary duty. Gearbox alleged that Calendar misused his corporate credit card for, among other things, vacations, gun club memberships, and trying to get six-pack apps. A month later in December, Calendar filed his own lawsuit against Gearbox's studio head, Randy Pitchford, alleging that several verbal contracts from Gearbox and an associate real estate company were left unfulfilled or unwritten. These lawsuits were reported on today by Kotaku. The follow-up of these suits is that the two public filings contain a laundry list of allegations from both parties. In his suit... Oh, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Um, in his suit, Calendar alleges that Randy Pitchford took a secret $12 million events from Take-Two for Borderlands self, uh, symphonying the money to himself. For example, documents filled with the court began while Randy was denying employee raises predicted on low cash reserves. Randy secretly saddled Gearbox's employees with the burden of repaying a private personal $12 million bonus that Randy Pitchford rerouted from Gearbox publisher directly to Randy's side entity, Pitchford Entertainment Media and Magic. Unbeknownst to Gearbox employees, Randy Pitchford arranged to shift the burden of Randy's long-standing multi-million dollar bonus to the very same employees for whom he hid the arrangement. Essentially, Calendar is saying that money that should have gone to the game from the publisher of Tech 2. Pitchford allegedly kept the money for himself and put it in Pitchford Entertainment, Media, and Magic, a limited liability company owned by the Gearbox head. According to the suit, Pitchford didn't purpose purportedly used profits from Gearbox to pay back uh, to pay back the events from Tech 2. Uh, warning. Uh, the rest of the story unavoidably contains explicit descriptions of his sexual nature. Uh, and this story comes from a game informer. He says, I'll do my best to tone it down, but be warned. The allegations and defenses both go to detail that may offend or disgust readers. Um, this sort of allegation in a civil suit is not uncommon. They can often become rife with character attacks to both bolster arguments against the defendant and also obfuscate the totality of the attacks. Calendar's lawsuit goes into unexpected areas, though, as it alleges that Pitchford left a USB drive behind at a company event that contained, among various kinds of developer proprietary information, instances of underage por pornography. 
on inf- on information and belief, the file suit reads: Randy Pitch's first USB drive contained much more than the consistency of corporate documents of Gearbox and business partners like Take Two Interactive, 2K Games, Sega, Microsoft, Sony, etc. Upon information and belief, Randy Pitch's first USB drive also contained Randy Pitch's first personal collection of underage pornography. Calendar recalls the USB drive being lost during mediation of another Gearbox lawsuit concerning Sega and the video game Aliens Colonial Marines. As Pitchford's conduct and behavior were central to that case, says Calendar, the USB drive being lost was relevant, prompting Calendar to ask staff to retrieve the USB drive and make a copy of it. Calendar's suit alleges that Pitchford intervened in this process and had the staff destroy the USB drive before anyone could see what was on it. While Gearbox has denied the lawsuit, calling it both meritless and absurd, Ars Technica has discovered a podcast featuring Randy Pitchford recorded and released almost immediately after Calendar's suit was filed with the above allegations. Titled The Pip Pop, the Magic Theme podcast hosted Pitchford on December 22nd in an episode titled uh, episode self-titled Randy Returns. In the podcast, Pitchford tells a story about the missing USB drive, admitting that it contained pornography, but none of it was illegal. Pitchford openly discusses his preference for cam girl pornography, in which a performer conducts a sex act for people watching and chatting along. His fandom extended to seven such pornography to a memory stick, which leads him to explaining the time he lost the stick medieval times, the nights and horses themed restaurant. Some kid and employee of Medieval Times discovered this memory stick, took it home, and discovered secrets of my company in future games and development, and also discovered the pornography pitch for display. It was barely legal porn. The girl's handle was only 18. The reason he saved it on the memory stick pitch for set was that the sex acts only 18 was performing were so awe-inspiring that he found them to have value as a magic trick, specifically as she faked things enigmatically impossible. Pitchford wanted to learn the secret, so he saved it to study it later. In the podcast in question, he goes into explicit detail about the video, which I, which um, the person is, uh, who said he was going to be produced here. Uh, on Twitter, Pitchford offered another defense. The attacks made by my former friend and colleague have no basis in rela- reality or law, Pitchford tweeted. He has simply tried to shake me down for money. We will win, but because lawsuits are pending, I can't comment as much as I like. I am shocked by his lies. Thanks for your love and support. As a father, I find crimes against children to be especially repugnant. It is very painful that a former friend and colleague would lie to try to associate me with such vile behavior in his own greedy pursuit of money. Um, and and this is the West Coast News uh, editor, Ern uh, Ran Khan. He wrote the story on Game Informer. And you can also check it out on Kotaku uh, on, like, breaking news. This is crazy. And this was reported on January 11th of this year. That's insane. Literally insane. Uh, we got the Pikachu's and Rockstar games are fighting over Red Dead Redemption 2. The Pikachu's, uh, like detective agency and stuff. You can read that. Um, there's just like craziness. Uh, EA cancels the open world Star Wars games. Um, so when EA closed down Visceral and Amy Henneberg, uh, she left or Amy Henny. I mean, when she left, uh, they moved the project to another team. Well, that seems that that's not working. So the only 
uh, one that we have now is the Star Wars game coming from Respawn, uh, developers of Titanfall. And now everybody's just wondering that EA should give up the Starboard license and give it to somebody else. Mind you, this contract is for 10 years. And the only thing that we have gotten out of it is Star Wars uh, Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2. So all these Star Wars plans are kind of falling out. We'll see if Respawn will give us uh, that Star Star Wars game. Uh during e3 but we shall see but uh, but it's just like what is going on with the third party and all these crazy news court cases lawsuits um you know uh engines and stuff and it's just like it's so weird it it, it really is weird that even with Activision and Bungie with Dendiverse and themselves, you know, Activision lost a lot of stock, EA lost a lot of stock, and it's kind of like what what is this shift? Are definitely across the across the uh, the uh, waters, like in Europe and stuff, EA is dealing with the loot box stuff. That, that's a whole nother story. But I think that it had I think definitely with Destiny hurt, you know, not giving Activision big returns that, you know, the split is going to work out for both of them. I think it's kind of bad for Bungie because now they're on their own and they can't rely on anybody else's money unless somebody wants to. You know, they kind of have to develop uh, Destiny 3 from the ground up by themselves. Uh, who knows if they're going to be using a new engine or whatever. And Activision... Uh, because of the way that they treated Bungie and how uh, their view in a lot of people's eyes is that Activision is going to do what they need to do to make sure that the money still rolls in. Um, and so if, you know, if they lost one of the biggest developers and one of the biggest, uh, not so much biggest games, but a major IP, they're fine with it because they have Call of Duty to rely on. And if people really going to hurt uh, Activision, they're going to hurt them by not buying Call of Duty. Like, um, the sale numbers that they expect is not going to be met with each game. Um, and that could really hurt Activision because uh, they'll continue to put them out and then connect some kind of uh, season pass to it. And they'll make money off the season pass. But if no one's buying the game, no one's going to be buying the season pass. So that could be one thing that that would hurt Activision. But it's good for Activision that, you know, they don't have nothing to do with Bungie. They could continue doing on their business. Uh, and uh, whatever happens, happens uh, for them. But it's just very weird that these two big companies, like this is the biggest news of the year so at this moment. Those two companies will just separate like that. Um, and definitely with Riot Games, um, being, uh, being in the trouble that they have been into, um, uh, them introducing a new company values following toxic workplace, uh, allegations. Um, and they kind of, you know, have it up on Game Informer. So if you guys want to read it, you can read it there. Um, the, some of the things is that they will strive for fair and equitable uh, processes that writers can rely on. Um, the leaders will live with values and actively promote them within their teams. Uh, 
they will continue to invest and cultivate an environment where each and every writer is able to thrive and reach their peak performances. Uh, so, you know, uh, they uh, they kind of apologize to both of his fans and his workers uh, because of a lot of stuff that's happened to a lot of women, all the sexism and stuff there. Uh, so, it you know, that's a big step with them. Uh, the, now, this unity and a proper bowl, uh, this one is kind of, you guys will have to read it on Game Informer also. Uh, basically it's saying that, uh, improbable, uh, did something with Unity's, uh, system, um, which Unity had told them that they couldn't do and it, they were breaching their contract. So with that stated, um, uh, improbable is now going with, uh, Unreal Engine 4. And, you know, uh, Epic set up a $25,000, uh, kind of, uh, no, 25 million fund to entice developers away from Unity and to bring them to, uh, Unreal Engine 4. Um, now, we don't know what what the uh contract says or what part that they breached but it was something that improbable wasn't supposed to do with unity's engine it seems um and unity let them know that they're they weren't supposed to do that they couldn't do it but still uh yeah still they went ahead and did it so um i i i could say this you know, as great as good as Unreal Engine is, and as great as Unity is, um, those two are one of the big engines for indie games. And for a lot of people, if they could use Unity and they're making money off of Unity and the games look great, I'm all for Unity. But if Improbable did something to Unity's engine that they wasn't supposed to. Uh, then I'm still with Unity. Uh, if if they feel like they could uh, up um up Unity by going with Unreal Engine, we we gotta see what they what they're gonna bring out there, how their games are and stuff. Because if Improbable isn't even worth the time and effort, like their games are okay or from okay to like uh this is forgettable, then. Then Epic, I feel like it's going to be getting played for that, um, but we shall see in the future uh, with that. I, I still think Unreal Engine is Unreal Engine Four is okay if you know how to work it. Um, I still think that there needs to be more developers who could really bring it out. I don't think graphically it looks it makes games look good. Uh, even though you know Nintendo used the engine to the best of their advantage with Breath of the Wild, um, there are some people who who still just the the art style don't look well on Unreal Engine Four, and definitely with Square Enix, I love their lum- <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. The luminous engine that they had, just the way that it looked, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful, like. I wish, really wish they were able to use that engine for Kingdom Hearts 3, but they said it's too difficult to develop for, so, uh, they had to go to Unreal Engine 4. But that's just like weird for Epic to, Epic and Unity, not to, it's, it's, it's weird for Improbable team, uh, Improbable to do this to Unity when no good and well, they were probably in the wrong if they breached combat, uh, contract. And if they jump into Epic, 
you know, to be like, ha, 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 unity, you're, you suck, so we're going to up in you and stuff. I don't think it's going to work. I think developers who have the money to use Unreal Engine uh, are going to, you know, use the engine. If people feel comfortable using Unity, uh, they will use Unity. Uh, it depends on how portability goes across systems. And plus, even Epic has their own stores, so they could also make money off of their own uh, Unreal. I mean, not Unreal, on Epic Store. But, you know, the way that... Uh, switches has been switch has been going i think a lot of games will probably still sell more on switch depending on what engine people are uh, developers are using more than they will on epics on account but we shall see but yeah it's just like third party that's let's focus on having a better 2019 let's get these let's get some great games out uh, for people to play and everything. So everybody, that's gonna be my Yoshi Jack. Like, like I said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a great week. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time on War One One Podcast. Bye, everybody. And we're back. So this is the back half of the show where we're gonna uh, make our way right on over to the news desk. <laughs> This week, we're, uh, we're going to take a look at a couple of things uh, that have come across our desk. I uh, want to start off with uh, Fortnite makes a billion bucks. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to our resident Fortnite expert, Kathy. Yes, yes, I'm such an expert. Um, not surprised. I mean, when you think about just how much money they rake in with everything, it, it doesn't surprise me one freaking bit. So... I mean, what else can you say? I mean, they they have the perfect, the perfect model. I mean, you don't have to spend the money, but they make it make you want to spend the money. It's just everybody's got to have the certain skin. Everybody's got to have the certain items. Everybody has to have the certain emotes, and they really just they knew how to bring people in. And then adding in their battle pass tiers, every you know, for basically ten dollars you can earn all these free extra free items throughout each season that you wouldn't get if you didn't have it so they just they know what they're doing and it i mean just think, think about it it's just i don't know how to explain it <laughs> i think the thing that they do really well that fortnite continues to do exceedingly well is they match their paid for model with like not being an excessive grind it's not like right. Uh, like, hey, you pay your $10, you get your battle pass, and, like, yeah, you have to play a lot of the game, but you're not, like, putting in 300 hours to get to that level. Like, I mean, I was playing Fortnite. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was putting in, like, back when I was, when it first came out and I was playing with friends, like, I mean, we reached, I don't know if it's gotten any grindier, I'm, I'm not on there, you know, obviously anymore, but when it first came out, it was like, you know, you could reach the top tier, like, uh, for the skins, you know, and what didn't seem like a long period of time, you know, we were playing, like, every night for a week or two, and got there pretty quickly, um, well, and again, it's, it's $10, you know, yeah. it's it's 10, ten bucks. bucks so even yeah. if you don't reach that top tier you're still getting shit along the way you still are having fun uh and you're not paying like an absurd amount of money for white paint or whatever like or a reticle red dot or what right. you know it's 
hey, here's this dope skin. You can pay just straight cash for it. Uh, and there's some skins that are locked behind, you know, cash. But, no, you no. know. Not, no. Well, oh, yeah, there are some, yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, was like, I'm sorry, oh. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, there Last are. time I played, there was, but... Yeah, th no, I uh, forgot about the ones in the store, sorry. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's some... There's a, like, very store, rare... Very few, you know. Yeah. Uh, and all the best skins, really, are that level 100 skin that, like, everybody wants. Uh, and you gotta play the game, so it's like, a earn yeah. it, don't have to necessarily grind, and, you know, you play with friends, you have a fun time, you know, and it doesn't feel like that game is nickeling and diming you. So, yeah, like, you're it paying it... The whole time, without really feeling like the game's taking your money, which is what it should, a game that's on a free-to-play model should do. It never feel like it's trying to get you everywhere it can. Uh, right. I mean, obviously, it is. That's the whole point. Like, it's to get as much money as possible, but, like, if, the, if they're doing it well, you'll never know. Well, and I think they also mix up a lot of the free stuff with the paid. So you, like you said, you don't feel like you're spending a lot of money, yet you have tons of stuff. You know, we just finished up, you know, back for the Christmas season, they had the 14 days of Fortnite, where it was a free to play. It was for everyone. And if you completed all the challenges, you got a free gift each day. So, you know, not, none of it was skins, but there was an emote, there was some banner stuff, there was a new glider. So these are things that normally you would have to pay the V-Bucks to get, but they said they did it for free. Even better, they brought it back. So if you didn't complete it within those first 14 days, they brought it back the last um, couple weeks in January to give everybody that chance. So again, you had all these free, so it's like, okay, now I can spend these free V-Bucks that I've earned. Because, um, you know, even within the Battle Pass, you do earn free V-Bucks. You know, if you save them up, you can buy the next season's Battle Pass or you can spend them. They know how to market it very well. And they make... And then the other thing, too, is they bring back... God damn my camera today. <laughs> Again, it's fine on the stream. It is sucking today on my Skype. Oh, I hate this. But anyhow... Um, I don't even. I lost my train of thought. Where was I? Uh, you said, and again, they something you were you were continuing on after saying. Uh, like... Oh, uh, so skins that have been considered rare, they've been bringing back some of those, but changing them up. So if people who got them in the beginning, um, you know, they're not exactly the same. The, the best one I can think of is the Skull Trooper. Skull Trooper was, I think, in season two. So it was right when it came out. What they did is they brought back the Skull Trooper, but for those who had gotten it in Season 2, they added another color variation that is only available to them, as opposed to everyone who jumped on the bandwagon to purchase it, because that was considered a very rare uh, skin, because if you didn't get it when you got it, it was out of the shop. So, they, of course, everybody wanted it, so they, people dropped, I think it was like 20 bucks uh, to get it. it the equivalent of twenty dollars it was like two thousand v bucks yeah so i mean they but everybody wanted it because it was so rare yet to make it make it still special for those who purchased it back when the game hadn't been playing for longer they added that extra special hey you get this special color that nobody else gets so right i you know they're they're doing like i said they're doing the free-to-play model right uh, I mean, 
Call of Duty has a Battle Royale mode that it charges $20 for the Battle Pass, and it's a grindy horseshit slog, and you get fucking maybe a gun skin. Okay, you get one up front, and then you have to literally, if you do the math, you have to grind like 300 plus hours to get the good skin that you pay $20 to be able to have the ability to get. So fuck you, Mr. Consumer. Eat a dick. We don't care. You know, whereas Fortnite's like, hey man, like, you can pay for the battle pass, you don't have to pay for the battle pass, like, you can still get some cool shit along the way, I mean, it's not as good, nope. but you're also not paying, so, eh. Um, and, you know, that being said, on the, the, the same, you know, token, like, there are also kids, like, spending their mom's credit card on Fortnite. Like, that's happening too. Like, that, that's that's on the parents, and I, let's be honest, the parents need to be paying more attention. Like what we've taught our kids is, they want to buy something on Epic, or like the V Bucks and stuff. We get a gift card, and we use the gift card towards that. They, they, we don't store credit cards. We don't. We're we're teaching the kids use gift cards, so that way nobody gets your credit card information. I mean, if somebody, you know, um, that was part of the news. Epic had a. Breach. Uh, breach in their security so yeah. information got out i'm not worried because if they want to use that credit card i think it's got like a penny on it because it's a gift card so mm. you know it's that comes that whole thing is on the parents the parents need to be paying attention yeah i mean there's definitely i mean yeah i'm not gonna say the parents are absolutely not at fault but that being said i mean kids are sneaky little shits um, yeah. And again, if you're a parent, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, um, Keep track of those things. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. You know, uh, but you know, like I work at Radio Shack. You know, like we sold a you know a fucking hoverboard thing or whatever, and then like literally the next day, the mom brought it back because her kid in the middle of the night while everybody was sleeping broke into grandma's wallet. And spent four hundred dollars on Fortnite. Like, <laughs> sorry. I mean, you know that stuff like that happens. I mean, it does. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I, I'm, but I don't think that that's the responsibility necessarily of Fortnite to, no. you know, do no, anything. No, it's not on them. That. No, yeah. it's not on them. It's not on Fortnite. It's not on Epic. That's on the kid and the the parent. Yeah. Man, if my kids ever did that, I'd be breaking fingers. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I, I'm gonna tell you. If my kids ever did that, you guys would never see me again. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I, you might see me on the news. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I know her. Oh, dead kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, no, something they'd, happened. They'd, they'd, they'd still be alive. Let's just put it that way. But <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I, like I said, I I adore Epic's like continuous like customer service and the way that they're doing their models and it's it's consumer friendly. Um, my gut reaction every time I hear free to play is always no. Uh, like it, right. I just I generally speaking, that's not model. a phrase that gets associated with quality either. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, like, well, now they're starting free to start. Yeah. Follow you. You know. Yeah. Like, 
do you mean demo, sir? <laughs> like, Pretty much. Yeah, it's a beta. It's a demo. It's yeah, it's like... Yeah. Somebody yeah, forgot the definition of the word demo and just <laughs> called it something else. Right. Yeah, it's... It's just getting to a, a point where, you know, the free-to-play is really uh, seeking into a lot of other games. Um, or their models being bastardized by somebody else. Uh, yeah, there, there's just a lot of things that I associate Fortnite with that's not necessarily any fault of Fortnite. It's just people see, like, them killing it, you know, with their, uh, you know, billion dollars, and, like, companies are going to try to be like, ooh, I want to make a billion dollars. Let me do... Or how about right. 2.4? Which is what they made. Right. right. <laughs> let, let me do something like that. But they're not going to put in... The reason why Epic's succeeding is because they're putting in the work. And, like, they right. made a model that works. Yeah. But EA's going to look at that and be like, dude, like... I mean, let's just monetize... Let's make why mad... Call of Duty make that? Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and then, you know, hey, you want the alternate uniform for the Denver Broncos? The away uniform? Here you go. That'll be $100 money, please. You know, yeah. they're, they're not going to do it right. And that's the only trepidation I really have with Fortnite. Like, I'm just like, I, I understand that they're doing things right, but other companies are going to try to maximize that, you know, and, and put it into the games I like. And I'm, I'm not going to be happy about it. But good on them for killing it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's why they're able to do what they're doing with their store. Yeah. Yeah. Go oh, Fortnite. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of two point four, that's that's another one I want to throw in here real quick. Um. The the wife and I have uh, made it a, a biannual tradition. Uh, we oh, we love. Yes. We love tuning into Games Done Quick uh, twice a year, uh, AGDQ in the in January and uh, Summer Games Done Quick it, or Awesome Game, yeah, Summer Games Done Quick in uh, in the summer. Um, and this year uh, for AGDQ, uh, Games Done Quick uh, broke their uh, their standing record and pulled in. Uh, it was between 2.39 and 2.4 million dollars right. for uh, Prevent Cancer Foundation uh, in in the span of a week, uh, rocking a phenomenal week-long live stream of speed running awesome. Um, so, for any of our viewers that are listeners that uh, don't tune into that on a on a regular basis, you absolutely should. It's it's a ton of fun to sit down and watch. Um, I, I don't speedrun anything myself. It's just not a thing that I do. But I love watching people do it. And GDQ uh, is just a spectacular format to see it done in, too. Because you get to see such a variety of games being speedrun yeah. and broken in every way humanly <laughs> yeah. possible. Um, and the other nice thing, too, that you don't necessarily get when you watch some of these people on their own personal streams um, is you've got the, the couch commentary where they explain a lot of what's going on too and uh, some of the nuts and bolts mechanics of how it works and why it works. Right. Um, and it's, it's really neat. Uh, it's it's kind of like the, uh, the idiot's guide to uh, speed running. So, 
I highly, highly recommend uh, anyone check it out. Uh, our our Twitch channel um, is actually set up so that whenever it's on uh, and we are not on ourselves, that we are uh, in fact uh, hosting them. So you can always uh, catch it there when it's on twice a year. Um, but that's that's a thing. Um, so jumping forward here, we we also have uh, EA cancels the uh, uh, officially cancels the open world Star Wars game that was uh, in development. Um, for the love of God, just Disney take take away the fucking the the, the license rights already, please. Just get it done. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, apparently they're changing it again uh they're not completely scrapping it they're just it's not going to be open world uh and they're going to make it back into a more linear thing and it'll come out in 2020 uh, um i'm like you know why didn't you just let visceral finish their game because visceral is an amazing fucking studio right. um but now they had it you know, bankrupt or destroy the company and liquidate it. And yeah, I, I don't know what the EA's got their heads so far up their ass. Like, it boggles huh? my mind. No. That uh, shit needs to stop. But yeah. I mean, there, there's so many other companies that could do so much with that license in, in all the right ways. Yeah. I'd like to see BioWare back, you know, at the helm of... The problem is they're part of EA, and EA is just so big now. I don't even know if they know what they're doing anymore. Yeah, and apparently if <clears throat> Anthem flops, Bioware's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's insane to me, like... It shouldn't be. That shouldn't surprise you in the least at this point, the way that they operate. Yeah, but, I mean, you're gonna... You're gonna get rid of Bioware? Like, I... I mean, I, I know it's EA, They've but... They've killed bigger. But they, damn it! Like yeah. I said, EA. I, I I'm pretty sure EA gets its jollies destroying companies that do great things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but um, and uh, one of the last little uh, tidbits I wanted to hit on here is uh, we we got a report out this uh, in the last couple days that in its first week on Switch. Dead Cells has uh, cranked out over a hundred thousand just on Switch uh, inside of its first week. So, um, in any case, uh, so huzzah to uh, Motion Twin for putting out an awesome fucking game and uh, the uh, getting the return on it. So, uh, all the best success to them and keep up the good work. Which uh, to that end, actually, uh, the first uh, major update to Dead Cells is supposed to be hitting the switch here uh fairly soon as well so um but that's that's most of the new stuff that i wanted to hit on uh i know we're running a little bit long in the tooth especially with uh eddie's uh dialogue in there in the break um so uh, is there anything else anybody wants to throw in here before we uh we bring it to a close i don't think so no okay well, fantastic then. In that case, let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up. Um, as always, want to say thank you to uh, my my wonderful partners in crime, uh, Dylan and Josh and Kathy and uh, Eddie, who's elsewhere this week, but uh, just couldn't stay away. 
And uh, thank you to everybody that tuned into the live stream, that uh, downloaded it and uh, listened to us this week yet again. Um, <laughs> we we want to say thank you for you know tuning into the best podcast that nobody listens to. Um, <laughs> And uh, again, as always, you know, you can find us at, uh, at our home on Podbean at uh, world11.podbean.com, all spelled out, all one word. You can also uh, catch us on our, uh, on our new feed on iTunes, as well as Google Play Music, Spotify, Twitch, uh, the Under Construction YouTube channel. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and I think that covers it all this time, for real this time. So uh, with that being said, um, that's, that's a wrap. We're, we're good. Uh, everybody, uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you back next week. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Bye. Peace. it on the counter but it just i don't know box wine tastes better cold one and two it's not as portable as just a eight dollar bottle of wine i don't what know are you talking about? the box has a handle the box yeah. has a handle it's not gonna break in your car Listen, it's just one step away from me becoming like full-blown alcoholic all right that's really like this is just a long <laughs> way wine. yeah box yeah if i get box wine i'm never leaving my house again like yeah. that's I what's mean, happening <laughs>